okay doing something outside the norm. And I think people are so conformed to think a certain way because how they were brought up or the culture they're in or where they live. And it is damn awesome if you can step out of that if you want something more. If that's what you want, go get it. Don't let anyone else dictate what that is or should be for you. You decide and go get it. It's not up to anyone else. It's all up to you. And there's no one stopping you except for yourself. Those are the inspiring words of Deanna Scortino, one of the top all-time sales reps in Cutco history. Deanna's greatest attribute is her authenticity. With her, what you see is what you get. Personable, funny, passionate, sometimes raw, and always unfiltered. This authenticity has enabled Deanna to achieve success that belies company standards and goes beyond societal norms. Her insights can help you find more of your own true self and achieve greater connection and bigger results in your business and life. Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. There's a generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders out there right now who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills that they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from Cutco's most prominent alumni and current leaders. On this show, you'll meet successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. All our guests will have two things in common. One, they're all changing lives today through their work and their influence. And two, they all started out selling Cutco knives when they were younger. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm really excited today to be able to have Deanna Scortino as my guest for the podcast. As Deanna is one of the truly elite sales reps in all of Cutco and has been for many years. Uh, she is a veteran of the business dating all the way back to 1998 uh, when she started in Fresno, California with the company. Ultimately, she went to Chapman University in Southern California, worked uh, in the summers uh, in the NorCal division and uh, a little bit during the school years down in Southern California, graduated from Chapman in 2004, spent about a year trying some different things to figure out what she wanted to do, and then uh, really got serious about Cutco in 2006. Uh, Deanna sold $85,000 for the year in 2006 and then began an upward tick that is culminating with her selling a whopping $800,000 for the year 2019, where she has truly become one of the all-time great Cutco sales reps, about $5 million in career Cutco sales and winning her fourth consecutive national championship in the Cutco Closing Gift Consultant League or category of sales reps. So truly an elite performer, also one of the coolest and most fun people that I know and get to work with. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Deanna, thanks very, very much for making time for the podcast today. 
You're very welcome, Dan. Very excited to be here and be a part of this. Thank you for doing it. Yeah, outstanding. Well, let's hear about uh, when you first got started with Cutco Vector. So I know you were really young when you started. <laughs> Why don't you tell us Four about years me? old. <laughs> um, I was really young. I was probably too young, but I, I was in high school and I hadn't been in high school very long. <laughs> so I'll put it that way. I went in for the interview. My mom found the ad in the paper. I This was August, by the way. So this is toward the end of the summer. And I been searching all summer for a job and Domino's wasn't calling back. I was getting frustrated. All these other places just weren't calling me. And my parents said, you know, get out of here, go get, get some money, go get, do something. I wasn't getting into trouble. I just sitting around eating ice cream all day. And my sister was at school or something. So it's just, they needed me to be a little more productive. And they, she found it out of the paper. She gave it to me. She said, go to this. I went to it. And what was great is my mom was a principal at a school and her vice principal's son, a really awesome guy named Chris Moynihan, and I grew up together. And Chris, as some of the people listening know, that he was very involved with Cutco for a long time. So when I saw him at the office, I got really excited. I said, oh, I, I know what this is. It's the knives and I can do that. And wow, they want me here. How great. And so I came home all excited. I told my mom I got the job and her first reaction was, no, you're not doing that. And I, <laughs> being that I was a young teenager, I said, yes, I am doing that. Chris's mom lets him do it. That's sexist. If you don't let me do it, that's messed <laughs> up. And, she was, and my parents knew growing up, I've always just not done my own thing, but I, I, I just was very like, you know, independent in some regard. And they knew that even if they said no, I'd probably end up doing it anyway. So, and it was funny. My sister was 12 at the time and she said, but my mom said, well, you know, it's just not appropriate for a girl, a young girl like you to be visiting strangers' homes, with <laughs> which I totally get. And luckily we do everything on referral, um, but she didn't know that. And I, my younger sister said, but mom, she has knives. Protected. <laughs> That's right. We, we got the knives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom said, you're not helping. And she was just, just, it was so funny. And so what's so funny though, is my mom already owned some Cutco. So she knew about the product. She knew it was a great thing, but she was just a little uneasy about the job, which a lot of parents are. And I'm happy to say like any parent listening, you have every right to be concerned, but there's really nothing to be concerned about. And it's the most amazing thing ever. So yeah, that's yeah. how that started. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So your advocacy for female leadership in the business goes all the way back uh, 21 years, back to <laughs> the, uh, the early days. That's uh, interesting. And, and this was in the Fresno office, which was under the leadership of a Cutco Vector legend, Jesse Levine. It yes. was the first ever million dollar office in the history of Vector back in that year of 1998. So that's uh, your roots go all the way back to that awesome start. And um, so you were working there in Fresno for a while. And then ultimately, I guess maybe a couple of years later, you, you ended up going to school at Chapman. So you're in Fresno during the uh, summers, but you're in Southern California, Orange County during the school years. And uh, what were some of the experiences that stand out from uh, the early years of your career? Well, I, I can't thank Jesse Levine enough. He was, you know, this young, blonde, almost surfer guy that raised me in the business. And the, to be around a culture that's doing a million dollars when that's not ever been a thing, and that's just how you start, it really puts 
a mental state there that is unlike anything else. And in the beginning, you know, we're all awkward as young teens and I think I'm still awkward now half the time. And it's fun to learn (laughs) to communicate properly to people and also just improve communication skills and learn things. And I was just this, uh, you know, annoying little teen. And I, I learned from Jesse, he's, he taught me that nothing is a big deal, Deanna. Like I would used to think the stupidest things were a big deal, like typical girl stuff, like drama, like dumb, horrible. And he just really put in perspective, like, Hey, you know, there's kids in Africa starving. There's people that don't have, you know, two parents. There's people that don't, can't even work. Like there's so many things I just never knew about that he taught me. And I'm really grateful for that. And I think he was like 22. I mean, he was a young guy that I, I learned a lot from him. And then growing up in Southern California, I started working with Rick Leahy and that was really great. He really lit a fire under my butt and said, what are you doing? Like, why are you messing around with all these crazy Hollywood types that make crap money when you could be doing so well? Like, look at your, look at your stats. It's something that's still true to me this day. And, uh, he really put it in perspective where I was and where I could go. And I started dating Chuck around that time too. And that was a big piece of looking at things. Sometimes you can't see what you're doing because you're in it. It takes friends and a support system around you to have that perspective. And I can't thank my support system enough for that. So that made a big change for me and how I looked at things and what I was going for. Yeah. That's cool what you shared about Jesse telling you, you know, nothing really is a big deal. Right. And, and I, I say that, you know, with respect to like the real challenges that some people experience and, and probably are experiencing who might be listening to the podcast. But for the most part, the kinds of challenges that you or I have experienced in our lives in the big picture, they aren't that tough. They are, it, it, they, they aren't that big of a deal. Right. And, and right. to be able to kind of have that perspective, I think enables us to just live with more confidence and more grace. And you've always been just an example of somebody who just enjoys the process, you know, of working and pursuing goals and all the things you're doing and going through ups and downs. And you personify that uh, attitude of just being happy on the inside, you know, while you're experiencing all the, you know, all the things that life has to offer. And it's just, it's cool that you heard that from Jesse early on. And of course, my recollection of him is that he personified that in a lot of ways as well. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, so you're at Chapman for, you know, a few years, you graduated from Chapman 2005, you sort of explored the job market and tried a bunch of different things. And at some point during that year, you realized like, okay, Cutco is the place to be. So you got serious about Cutco in 2006. What, what went into making that choice that, Hey, this is where you wanted to really pursue things and, and take it seriously. I think what really got me thinking about it was, you know, <laughs> hanging around Rick and and Chuck. It really helped a lot. But one thing I noticed was, if you do what you've always done, you will only get what you've always got. And I was tired of getting the same thing, which was really not much. I mean, I wanted so much more. Like I want investments. I Not just that, but I, I am an artist at heart and I love making people laugh. I want more time to create you know, funny things for people to enjoy, whether it's a fun music video or whatever. And I just like helping people. If 
one is as only as able as he can help others. If you're not helping anyone or society, what are you doing? Are you just existing to exist? Like what value do you have to society? And I wanted to create a bigger value and help others because I knew I had a gift to Mm -hmm. do that. And to this day, you know, I, I love helping, especially women in the business, because I think sometimes there's just different challenges girls have and guys have. And I, whether it's a guy or a girl, I just love helping people and I need people to know it's okay doing something outside the norm. And I think people are so conformed to think a certain way because how they were brought up or the culture they're in or where they live. And it is damn awesome if you can step out of that, if you want something more, if that's what you want, go get it. Don't let anyone else dictate what that is or should be for you. You decide and go get it. It's not up to anyone else. It's all up to you. And there's no one stopping you except for yourself. That's so awesome. And you're somebody who has really lived by that sort of credo of doing the things you want in the way that you want to do them and really living authentically. Uh, it's one of the things I think I admire most about you that, I, that I'm sure will come out a little bit more as we go throughout this conversation is that you really bring that authenticity to all of your interactions with people and you're very real and, you know, and, and the, the elements of your personality that, that come through, I think are things that are endearing to all of the people who are around you. And that's probably why you've also built such great relationships with, uh, with so many customers throughout the years. So what do you feel are some of the most important attributes that you bring to your work? Well, I work extremely hard. It's something that is just in me that I do. And I think a lot of it is I really love helping my customers and being there for them. And I grind hard. And it's funny because I I look more at people, you know, big, what we call opinion leaders, like big time, big personalities out there, like, a Gary V or I love Grant Cardone like these big types. And people always talk about, like they always talk about, it's just hard work. And it's, it's such a simple concept. I think people just don't get it. And I think the the number one thing that feeds the drive and Danny and I have talked about this before is necessity level, how important it is for mm. someone to survive. And it's a challenge because anyone I've ever mentored or help that wanted my help, this is the one thing I cannot control. It is all up to the individual what how important this goal is for them, how high their necessity level is. And if it's high enough, they're going to achieve whatever they will and whatever they can do. And I can help them. But if it's not high enough, it's not going to happen. And I think because my goals are so high and they're that much much more important to me that is what drives everything i do and i will sometimes work myself to death and that's not always so great but then i also achieve what i will achieve that i wouldn't have achieved otherwise and now it's this because i've done this for over 20 years it's now this balance of okay how do i achieve that without working so hard but just working smarter and the Lying or the underlying piece of everything I do is fun and to create happiness and comedic relief and a lot of things for others too. So set a good example while making it fun and interesting for other people to enjoy and partake in. Yeah, I'm glad you you, you brought that uh, that uh, word fun into this question because 
you know, there are people who take issue with the sort of hustle and grind mentality. And I think that the issues I've heard people describe is when the hustle and grind mentality is all that's important. And you, you use the, the phrase, or, you know, a few moments ago that, uh, on occasion you've worked yourself to death and, and I know that you work hard and that you really apply yourself, but the bottom line is that you have fun while you're working and you have fun in your life and you and Chuck have a great relationship with lots of cool things that you do and an awesome lifestyle. And so, you know, for people who only see the hustle and grind of Deanna Scortino, I think there might be some people that go, well, I don't know if I want to do that. But for people who get to see all of what you have in your life, I think most people would go, oh, I, I would want that. Like, that is awesome. That is really cool. And so how do you find, like, how do you strike that balance between busting your ass and working hard to achieve your goals, but also enjoying the process and also having a really awesome you know, lifestyle outside the business uh, with your husband as well. I think it comes down to a matter of, well, what's it all for? I mean, you could work really hard and get what you want out of it. But if your life is just so serious and almost like harsh, what's the point? And the point is to, you know, utilize the, the hard work you have done and celebrate it. I think the biggest thing that people miss out in sales is they don't celebrate their wins and you really need to validate the hell out of yourself because look what you did and you need to, whether it is going on a trip or taking time off a new thing that's new for Chuck and I this year is I don't work after seven. That's flipping hard. (laughs) So, you know, getting that balance there, I just setting guidelines, but then I'm actually more productive by doing that and having that key day off or week off. Sometimes, you know, you got to, renew the body and take care of yourself and just really validate yourself and just say, look, I did that. That was great. And validate it. Yeah, that that was really good. Sharing the idea of having some boundaries. I think that is one good part of being able to balance, you know, work and, uh, and personal life. And it's good to hear that you're beginning to kind of bring some of those things into your, uh, you know, your schedule and how you operate. But the idea that where you said, you know, what's it all for is that we are all working to live, right? We work to live. We don't live to work. We work Mm -hmm. to live. And that all of what you're doing in terms of, you know, achieving your goals and working the way you are is so that you can have a lot of the things that you want in your personal life. And if what you want in your personal life is some big things, if you have high standards and you have, you know, big aspirations for the things you want in your personal life, then succeeding at a very high level at work uh, is a big part of that, right? You use the phrase raise, you use the phrase necessity level, right? I've heard you talk about this, right? The importance of raising necessity, right? If you raise necessity in your life, you're raising your standards constantly, right? That gets you to, to you know, push higher and higher with your goals, um, and the, the big challenge is learning how to continue pushing higher and higher with your goals, you know, without necessarily working more hours or, you know, putting in more time. And, uh, that's where it seems like your, your path is leading you now is that, you know, is continuing to raise your standards. And, and, and just for frame of reference for everyone listening, like Deanna sold $254,000 of Cutco in 2013, which was already outstanding. And I'm not exactly sure what where you ranked in the nation in 2013 but it was probably pretty high at 254,000 and then you went to 308 in 2014 
421 in 2015, 575 in 2016. That was a huge leap. 612 in 2017, 714 in 2018. And now you're about 800,000 here in 2019. And so really amazing elevation of your performance right while continuing to work on building your lifestyle and you know creating those boundaries for your schedule and you know all the aspects of being able to build the kind of life that you want uh, there with Chuck what do you think like that kind of growth is crazy to think about how has that happened like what has most impacted or most <laughs> inspired you to grow your sales from 254,000 to 800,000 right just over these last few years well, it does come down to kind of what we talked about, about why is that important to me? And every year there was something bigger. For a while, Chuck started a new company. And as great as it looks, that's not always profitable, especially in the beginning. And I remember it was driving me crazy because this was right, right when we got married. And a relative is, when are you having kids? When are you having kids? And in my mind, I'm like, I'm supporting three kids right now. That's called a new business. You know what I mean? Like That's literally equally amount of financial... Vacation. I was just breaking it down. I was like, oh, you know, later, and I'm not going to go into all that with them. But, you know, we, I was supporting him for so long, and then he ended up doing great things with his business. But then he achieved what he wanted to achieve out of it. And what I joke around about is my biggest sale ever was about two, three years ago, convincing him to, you know, not convincing him, but us deciding for him to get rid of his company and work full time for me and still be a house husband. And if that ain't necessity level, I don't know what is. That was scary. That replacing his income. And I've never been one with a customer to talk about that kind of thing. I'm not a really big numbers person in public. You know, even hearing the numbers now, I'm like, ooh, it's like an uncomfortable zone for me. But I always like to drive like my business with my passion and getting customers on board with what I'm doing in my personal life. I don't really separate a lot of business and personal. I don't think there's a need to because people want to work with someone who's real. And I tie my clients into that very much. One thing that's really meant a lot to me, Dan, is I have a very great relationship with um, my family. And my dad has always worked really hard. My dad's a physician. My goal is to always make more than him. Make more than a surgeon. Go do it. Like I think it's great because we've both run a, our own company and we've talked about numbers and how we get things done. And that's always motivation of oh, the game, like make more than my dad. That would be great. You know? And so I've achieved, I think I've achieved that a couple of times. I'm not really sure. So my dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then the other thing was my grandfather worked for, for farmers for like 40 years and he's in his nineties and we still talk about it. Every time I talked to him, the first thing out of his mouth, how's business, Deanna? Are you getting some good sales in? Like, tell me how your work ethic's going. <laughs> and he's like 91. Like it's amazing. And I just always have had that connection to these powerful men, which has really lifted me up. And I think it's made me a powerful woman. And I think, you know what? Like, it doesn't matter the, the normal standard. Just do what you want to do, for, like, for your family and for your goals. And don't care about what anyone else says or has to say about it. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't. Do what makes you happy and set a good example for them. So they will set a good example for their own family. Yeah, well, you, you've been an amazing example for a lot of people in Cutco, and I'm very grateful to have you here uh, in the Western region setting the pace for, uh, you know, among our sales reps. Tell us a little bit more about the role that Chuck plays in helping you with your business, because you described, you know, he was running his own 
business. And then he sold that so that he could focus fully on, you know, being a teammate for you. And uh, what are some of the things that he does to help you? He does almost every part of the business actually except the sales. So whether it be like marketing is a huge thing. That was what his company was marketing Mm -hmm. and design. So he, anytime someone gets an email from me or a postcard or gets my business card or things like that, he creates all those things. And his content is really good. I think if I had it my way, I think where Cuckoo Rep should reach out to him, even though he's not in business anymore. I think he has so much to offer. And if you just look at how well I'm doing, know that a lot of that's him. Like He has so much to do with that because he makes it so I have less attention on the things I don't need to have attention on. And he does so much of that. He does the business finances, travel arrangements, and everything at home. Between he and we also have like a house assistant. Between the two of them, my house runs really smoothly. And it's because we've mastered it ourselves. Back in the day, I hated this. But Chuck used to have the two of us spend most of our Sunday cleaning the house together. And I hated it. I'm like, I want a day off, not like cleaning day off. That's not a day off. He goes, yeah, but when we master, we can delegate it. And I'm like, shut up. I don't want to master that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we're in the 60s, like the man uh, coming over work. I don't want to clean anything. And the wife's like, yeah, we got to clean. Like, (laughs) it's just, I don't know. It just reminds me of that. But now it's something we could delegate. And, you know, we just have a, a great support system. So he does help with so many things, but we've also learned to delegate so much. And he's so good at that. His content's really great. So, and also just being a, a person for me to talk to as well about business. He will honestly not take my side. If he listens to a scenario, he's very neutral. And this is what's really great. If I'm ever in a thing with another customer or a person or something, he can just look at it and he has no problem telling me, I'm sorry, Deanna, you're wrong. Like That's not how that should be done. Here's what I would do. And if I'm right, great, win-win. But it's really nice to have someone there to talk to and run things by. And we do work on the business every week together. And the last thing I'll say on this is anyone listening, (laughs) I hope to God you haven't said once in your mind, well, I don't have a Chuck or I don't have a spouse that supports me like that. You don't need one. You guys, you can go get one yourself. You can pay an assistant to help you. There's always ways you can delegate things. Just make sure you master it first because a lot of people delegate things they don't master and then they wonder why it's not working. And that is something that very much needs to be looked at. Yeah, there are so many good nuggets that just came out of that last little section there, Deanna. For you to talk about, first first of all, mastering the different elements of your business or of your life, right? So that you could then teach someone else how to take over certain parts and being able to delegate a lot of the different things that are in your schedule that others could do as well as you that aren't necessarily those things that create the results, right? Where you're making the sales and talking to the customers, which are the parts that you do. Uh, but being able to delegate off a lot of the other parts, that is something that anybody can do. It doesn't have to be their spouse. Like you said, it could be somebody that's paid, right? And that uh, anybody that wants to achieve the income levels that you are at should be prepared to pay for help from others that are going to do some of the things that are going to help you to get to those high levels. That's, that's part of how you've gotten to be, you know, one of the all time great Cutco sales reps in the history of the company. And also it enables you to work in your superpower, which I think is an important thing also that people can take from what you just said. It's like your superpower is interacting with people. 
your superpower is being live with a customer or working with people, right? And for you to be able to spend the majority of your time in your superpower uh, is a great key as well to your level of productivity. So these are all things you know, that you've discussed that I think people can think about how they might be able to implement into their own schedules to take their results from where they are up into that stratosphere where you are, at least in Cutco. I also like uh, where you said that, you know, Chuck is willing to call you out. I think it's very valuable to have people close to us in our lives who are willing to call us out and to be able to have a conversation to get to the core of what do we want to do here and not not be so focused on being right all the time, right? But trying to figure out, I always say what's right is more important than who's right. And it seems like you and Chuck have that vibe. And is that something that you've always had in your relationship or did that develop <laughs> over time? Like wh- where does that come from? That's a great question. To this day, we still joke about well, who's right or wrong. And I, even yesterday, he said something like, well, I was wrong, blah, 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 blah. Just about a, a silly thing. And I just made it a huge deal. Like you would think I was throwing a party and throwing out balloons. I'm like, oh, did you hear that? You said I was wrong. Did I push record? Oh, dang it. I didn't push record. Damn. Like, <laughs> and they just like, you know, it gets like frustrated. It's <laughs> like, shut up. Like, what are you talking about? So we have this almost like playful banter about it. And so it's kind of a fun thing. I think the biggest piece of why we work well, and, and it is hard to have, you know, the, the husband wife dynamic and then turn it off and have the CEO and founder dynamic. That's very difficult sometimes. But the way in which I think a lot of ways we've done it is we've both worked on ourselves for, we've been together 14 years, married for nine. And every year we make it a huge priority to better ourselves, whatever that is, reading books, studying things, like having a program of what you're doing so you can improve yourself, improve business, improve relationships, these things. My parents do the same thing. It's extremely important to make that one of your biggest priorities, personal development, whatever that is for you. And through that, we now, once you improve yourself, then you can help improve a relationship with someone else. The first step is you though. So yeah, it's not perfect. I I know I always laugh at Brandon Brown because he thinks Chuck and I never argue. That's awesome that he thinks that, but it's completely false. (laughs) So um, I always laugh at him for that, but it does happen. Like there's things that we're always working through, but because we've taken it to be a point of working on each of our own selves, that becomes a priority, which therefore you're putting time effort into the relationship because you're doing that as well. And then of course, spending time with each other too, making sure date night stays in and trips and creative time and making sure your goals are aligned. I have my goals, you know, written at all times. I look at them all the time. That's important. And we've agreed on those together. So that's a big piece too. But in terms of right and wrong, like it's, it's never a dull moment with us. It's we're also both a little alpha in some ways. So it's yeah, fun. you know, though I, I I've found Chuck to be very like complimentary of you, and he's always saying a lot of nice things about you, both publicly and you know individually to me. And so I think that if someone is like that and has that vibe, then it's much easier to take a contrarian point of view to something, you know, a conflict you might've had with a customer where he says, Hey, I think you're off base here. And, you know, here's what you ought to do, you know, and take, take a different angle than, than you had taken. So I do think there's an instructive element to how he operates 
in terms of being so complimentary of you and appreciative of you that enables him to be able to have that sort of free reign to disagree with you in, in a good way when, when the time is right. So I think there's something people could, could draw upon that for, for whatever relationship they're in that, uh, that can help. Yeah. How do you feel like you want to inspire others either in the business or out of the business? Well, I think that I'd like to inspire more people to, like we were kind of talking about earlier, just take it to the next level, but find out why that is. Like, why would you want to? You're never going to be able to get there if you don't know what's under it, you know, like what's, mm-hmm. what's the reason. So I'd like to encourage people to, again, like, I think it's such a fun game, make more than your spouse, make more than your parents combined, whatever, you know, own more property than anyone your own age. You know, there's just these cool different games that you can play. And I, the way I kind of see this moving forward, I mean, I've taken a lot of, I was thinking about influential people. And I know, Dan, you've always been like a piece of my life because you've been around longer than I have. And that's something that I've always really admired you for. And we've always been in California together, which has been really great. But, you know, people like Adam Sobieski, Brandon Brown, Tony Carlson, Curtis Jacobs, and John Ruland, these people have always inspired me to do what's the next level. You know, all these people have done outrageous, amazing things with the company. And I think what I would like to do is continue that legacy, encouraging people to do that and, you know, lift more women up in the business because there's not as many. And this is a new thing, I think, in this day and age that people have been doing. And you see more and more stay-at-home husbands. And I just think that's the coolest thing ever. Like, I can't really imagine it being the opposite now. Like, I just can't. And I love it, but I'd like to encourage people to just think outside the norm. I don't, I don't read typical magazines that young women read. I, I always look at something different. I don't pay attention to news and follow silly goss. Like I, I don't have time because I don't want to be where everyone else is that's doing that. They're not high achievers usually. And I'm not mm. saying not all of them. I realize I might have just lost some of my audience by saying that, but do something different. Stop getting involved with what everyone thinks or what everyone knows, the people that are actually achieving something aren't doing any of those things. Now it's, it's something about being respectful of like other people's beliefs. That's the huge belief I have, but set an example that's higher than anything you've ever seen before and don't conform to the norm. Set an example. No one's expecting and people admire. And one thing I'll say on that note is help and contribute and one thing I've learned, I've talked to many reps about is never, ever, ever take advice from someone you do not admire. Mm. Set your own path and actually set an example that people can look at and see and not just listen to either. Yeah. There's no shortage of advice givers who are out there. <laughs> for sure. And, uh, uh. and for you to be able to evaluate the advice from the context of, hey, do I really admire this person? Do I really want to be like this person? Do they have some of the things I want in their life? Like that's a, that's a powerful insight for sure. And, and I love what I love, Deanna, is that you have flipped around roles that are sort of long entrenched in society, right? Like what you said about how you love that you have a, you know, a husband who stays home and who takes care of your house and then who helps you in your business, right? That the roles are flipped from what society sort of has expected or created. And the reality is that you can have any role you want. Whoever is listening to this podcast, 
whether you're a male or you're a female, whatever age you are, whatever, whether you're in Cutco or not in Cutco, you can have whatever role you want. You can have whatever life you want. And you've been able to, to really create that for yourself. You've been able to create the lifestyle that you want and the role that you want, you know, with the partner that you want and that uh, you've got it all going. And it doesn't have to conform to what anybody else says or what anybody else has done. And in, in flipping those roles around, what you're also doing is you're showing an example to so many other people that they can do that too, right? That they can be able to do a lot of the same things that you've done. And that to me is how you've really inspired and continue to inspire so many other people is just uh, by having flipped around longstanding roles and just showing people that there's a way to be able to have the, the, the lifestyle and, and the, the, the uh, kind of roles that you want in your own life and, you know, defining it yourself. So that's been awesome. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. So listen, you're well known for having a lot of great stories. And I would be remiss if before we ended this podcast, I didn't ask you to tell us about a story or two interacting with your customers, dealing with people in the business that you've had that you think uh, would be cool that people could hear and maybe learn something from. What do you got? All right. I was. This is a, a fun question. Okay. I can share a couple. <laughs> when I was at Chapman... There was, I think this was before class one day and I visited this lady down in Orange County and I was there sitting on the couch with her. This is like a residential demo basically. And I was sitting with her and I was next to her and her, her dog was to my other side. And my Cutco bag of all the knives was in between the dog and I, and I love dogs. And he just was kind of giving me a strange look. And I just looked at him and I'm like, hi, how's it going? Like to the dog. And all of a sudden, the dog just threw up all over the place, <laughs> everywhere. And this dog was not little. This was like a 70-pound dog. And I'm like, oh, my God. It was all over the leather bag. It was so gross. And I just, I was stunned. I didn't even know what to say. I look at the customer, and she goes, oh, he just does that sometimes. Let me help you. <laughs> what? That's <laughs> just so weird. Um, and then she cleaned it up. It was just so strange. And then I go, is this normal then? And she goes, yeah, but he's not the only one in the family that does that. I'm like, oh God, this, this can of worms. <laughs> like, what is this about? So then she starts talking about how her kids do that. And I mean, I, I love kids. I want kids, but that, that was new. And, uh, and then she ended up buying, like she, she, I was trying to show her some stuff. I kept having to drop down. She kept going up and stair, up downstairs to check with her husband who was working from home. And she kept coming down and saying, no, he said, no, he said, no. And we've all been through this. And, uh, I said, you know what? Like the thing is you cook, you need the night. Like I thought I was out, like I was compromising my integrity if I didn't get her something, because she had like five kids and she had terrible knives. It was like a question of ethics at this point. And this puking dog. Oh, this horrible house. (laughs) (laughs) Husband says, no, the dog's puking. Oh, and by the way, she got dropping F-bombs and the daughter was running around who's like four. That was really funny. So anyway, she finally decides on something. She buys it and she goes, you know what though, Deanna? Oh no, she actually got on the phone to start calling referrals, which was great. Start getting referrals. And she starts telling her friends, yeah, you know, I just bought these knives. They're amazing, but I'm going to have to do all kinds of favors for John, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, wow. She's straight up. And the daughter's still playing. Doesn't know what she's talking about. And then that was it. So I knew that she had to do some favors to make up the damage. Fine. I see her a year later and daughter's still hanging around, playing around. 
And I said, Hey, you know, without going into detail in my head, I said, how do I word this? How do I phrase this? Hey, you know, how did it go with um, those favors that you had to do for your husband to, yeah, I know you love your knives now. She said, Oh, you know what, Deanna, guess what happened? I said, Oh my God, I can only imagine what happened. Do I want to know? And she says, you know, remember that silly, dumb dog that threw up on your bag? Like, how could I forget? Well, that same day I was bending over to feed him and he jumped up and hit my jaw. I had to go get surgery. So needless to say, my husband didn't get any favors for a while. It was horrible. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm like, well, you still have knives. So I guess whatever you did do worked out. She's like, yeah, it's fine. I think I always enjoy uh, people be feeling comfortable around me. One thing I'll say, like so much of what I do now is working with realtors and business owners on business gifts. And it was so funny. One of my favorite stories recently, this only happened about a year ago, was there was a panel of realtors talking about being top producers and what they were doing. There was you know, hundreds of people there. And one of my people, I've been kind of, you know, like I'd sought after him for a while. He was a prospect. I've been kind of working on him for a bit. He was up there saying great things. And he said something about, how when people come into his open house, they don't just walk around. He makes sure he gets their info and sets an appointment with them. Like it's about getting it done. So he was done and then he was walking around and he knew that I've been working on him for a while. And I said, Hey, so-and-so like, good to see you. He goes, yeah, yeah. You know, we should really do this. I'm like, yeah, we should. And then he kept walking. I'm like, where are you going? And he said, Oh, I'm just walking. I'm like, no, no, no. Get back over here right now. And he was totally taken aback. And I said, you just told hundreds of people up there how you will not let anyone walk away without an appointment. Without an appointment. So when are we doing this? And he goes, Oh, like part of my friend. She's like, Oh shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's coming back at you 180 degrees worth, you know? And he goes, well, you know, just talk to my assistant. I'm like, no, get over here. And I, like, I literally, I had to grab him. Like, I don't, I'm not going to play that game with you anymore. You tell me yes or no, but I know you want this. So we're going to set this up right now. And I got his appointment set right there. And then he ended up buying. But it was funny because I, at this point, this far into the business, I don't, you guys know, I don't really have a filter and I'm respectful of what people are doing, but I don't, there's no reason to be fake. And you just, it's okay. I would say it's whatever you communicate is okay. As long as you have the best intentions. And Dan, you know, very well, more than most that the things that come out of my mouth are not perfect, but I always have a good intention behind it. So, and you always get the concept I'm going for. So that's why it works. And that will work with any business or any person, any relationship, like just be real, be forward, but be, you know, respectful all in one. And it's, it's a fun combination, but I, that's something I work on hard, uh, consistently. Yeah. And, and I, I do think it, Deanna, it's something that is endearing about you. It's something that I think the people that love you appreciate the most about you is, uh, that you, you, you exhibit that aspect of just being really real and authentic and, you know, forward, as you said a minute ago, but, uh, but in a, in a way that's fun, that's playful, that respects other people. And it's a big part of why you've built so many great relationships, both in and out of the business. So as you look uh, into the future, you know, five, 10 years, what are you most excited about for your business or for your life? I think the biggest thing I'm interested in accomplishing is just not only expansion of business, but I really want to help more people in and out of the business. And whether that means, you know, Chuck and I have talked about how great it would be to have like a, 
a board of directors in Cutco. I'd love to be a part of that. I'd love to help connect the company to the direct sales force and see what we're doing and how we can improve both sides and, you know, help the region. I love even just doing this is so fun. And I, I've talked about it before, but anytime I'm at a conference, I want to be able to help. If I'm not helping, there's no need for me to be there. And I always encourage people, Hey, reach out to me. If you have questions, I am a source for you to help with anything you have. And I will always do my best to do that. But I also, you know, want financial, financially greater investments. Like that's always something I'm going for because, you know, leveraging money, Dan, we've learned a lot of that from you, Chuck and I both have um, leveraging money so you can spend more time in the field helping others so you don't have to be in the field so much. Just doing more of those things are great. I'm excited for us to start our own family as well. And not only just starting a family, but keeping the family I do have, expanding upon it and making sure more importantly, everyone is thriving. I do feel responsible way more, I think, than most. Even if I don't have a direct reason for something happening to somebody, I feel responsible in some way. And my job is always to, if I have a gift, let's help lift people up so they can obtain those gifts as well. That is on me and that is my responsibility. And whether it's helping a realtor stay top of mind with their clients so they can perform better as a business or just helping my mom with something or anyone in my family or Chuck, like being a better husband, like this is all on me and I take full responsibility for that. So that is what I'm excited about for the future. Yeah, that's awesome, Deanna. Well, it's great to have a front row seat to be able to watch you doing what you're doing. As I mentioned, I am very grateful to be able to have you here in the Western region of Cutco as a leader uh, in our region. I appreciate the role that you play in inspiring women throughout our organization and everyone else in the organization as well. But in particular, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that look up to you as far as what you've been able to build and what you are creating uh, and that aspect of flipping roles that uh, you've been able to do and, uh, and just all the leadership that you show. And I thank you for bringing that helping attitude to all the events that you come to as well. You're a great person to have here in the Cutco business and you're a fun person just to know as a human. Uh, and I know that a lot of people are going to enjoy hearing your story and some of your insights. So thanks so much for making time. Thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure. Awesome. Well, everyone, Deanna said she has no filter. And indeed, as you saw, sometimes uh, that is exactly what you get. And that's what I think people love about Deanna Scortino is that uh, you get realness in every conversation, in every story, in every interaction with her. And uh, I think that's a big part of uh, her superpower and what's made her great. I enjoyed hearing her early days working with Vector legend Jesse Levine and the lesson that nothing really is a big deal. And as I said during the interview, right, I mean, I, I want to give respect and pay respect to all of you that are experiencing any serious life challenges because there are some very serious life challenges. There are some things that are a big deal in truth, but for the most part, the kinds of challenges that almost all of us experience almost all the time are far less significant in the big picture than we sometimes make them out to be. And when you can learn to live your life with uh, that perspective, I do think it helps us to tackle the day-to-day -day challenges that come along with more confidence and more grace. I love where Deanna said it's okay to do something outside the norm, right? And how she sort of redefined uh, roles in her life. 
of course, talking about raising necessity level and the way she's developed her work ethic and constantly raised the bar on her goals. Her relationship with Chuck is obviously a big part of her success, big part of her life. And I enjoyed when I asked her the question about, you know, how they're able to have that vibe of being able to critique each other when time comes, which is important if you're working together, uh, but also have a really healthy personal life uh, where she said that we both work on ourselves, right? That in the process of both working on themselves, it gives them things to talk about with each other. It gives them a, an open avenue for discussing how the other person can improve as well and has enabled them to build the kind of relationship where they can have those conversations that have helped her to continually learn and grow in the business. And you know what I really appreciate about Deanna is that she brings that combination of work ethic along with fun, along with real authenticity, along with respect for other people. And she puts it all together in one package that has been, as I've said here, an amazing person to get to know, an amazing person to work with. Hope you appreciated hearing Deanna Scortino, her story and her insights. Thanks everyone for your time. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. And if you want access to today's show notes, including links to any resources mentioned, visit changinglivespodcast.com. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. I'll catch you back here in a few days for our next story about changing lives.